Welcome to the very first episode of Life as Girls, the podcast where girls are seen, heard, understood, and celebrated. Our goal at Life as Girls is to give girls a platform to share what they're thinking about. I'm Aubrey and I'm your host. In today's episode, we're talking about balancing school and life. And joining us today is my guest, Alex. Alex and I met through Girl Scouts when we were in elementary school and now we're juniors in high school and we've gotten a lot closer over the last year. Welcome, Alex. Hi. Yes. I'm so excited that you're here. I think this is gonna be so fun. We're just gonna talk. We're just gonna talk and it's gonna be so fun. So, okay, we definitely started, I think it's important that people know that we started high school during COVID. And that was just crazy. A lot of things were happening in virtual school. Obviously, everybody pretty much knows about that. But our first year experience was completely online. So what was freshman year like for you academically and just being online? So I did not thrive, <laughs> to, put it, to put it quite right. I did not do well. I was always like an honorable student. I'd never not done well. So this to me was a little devastating, not, yes. to say the least. Like, it was just, it was an experience that I'd never had and probably something that I looked down on people for, like before, like in earlier years, like I saw people who weren't doing well in school, like they're not trying hard enough, like, and I really got to like live life as someone who's struggling in school, yeah. which is such a different perspective and you don't really think about it. Like it's just, it's a different experience as a whole, like the entirety of school, even socially, like when you're not doing well. Yeah, oh, and it's gonna like take just a big toll on your brain to be like, oh yeah, like oh, I'm not, I'm not doing as good as I want to do, and now I'm like judging myself for it. It's not even, mm -hmm. not necessarily other people judging you. It's like you judging yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so another thing that we're very passionate about is like getting into college. We're working so hard, like you. Oh my God, you're working so hard. I'm so proud of you. But you spend a lot of time focusing on like making yourself very competitive for college applicant or at college applications. So I want you to talk about what you've done to kind of build that. Like, I know you do internships and when you talk about it, like your focus with grades, SATs, all that. Hmm. So I think that like the reason my application is so different than other people's is like that I stopped caring for lack of a better phrase, like failing like a year of high school puts you in a lot different of a position, just yeah. like academically and like how you're doing. So for until like a couple months ago, I was like, I don't know what college applications are going to look like. Like, I'm not going to be a competitive student. I'm going to have to go to a worse school than I, like, should go to, mm -hmm. like, as, like, knowing myself. So I kind of, like, didn't play the game, which I think ended up actually helping me. That's why my application is so unique. So instead of doing things through school where I'm like, oh, being an NHS officer will get me into, like, a good right. college. Oh, doing this and, like, that activity. I found all activities outside of school because at that point I just felt so, like, unsupported by the school system, which yeah. like, uh, restricted me from joining things because of like the GPA and because I only yeah. had one year of high school and that one year of high school I failed, but didn't fail, almost failed. But like it restricted me from doing things within school, so I had to kind of like make my own extracurriculars, yeah. which ended up being a lot cooler and a lot more unique now that I look back at my application. I have like such a different like experience than other people. And it's like real world experience. Oh, exactly. Like, you know, I couldn't do it through school. Like we're yeah. in kind of school programs so they hold your hand, but that wasn't an option for me. So I kind of just had to like jump into like the workforce and it was terrifying. Yeah, what are what is it that you're doing right now? So I'm working in City Hall, actually working for District Representative Three Jose Velasquez. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But that's obviously not through the school you've also no, done. Yeah. 
ECPR. ECPR, yes. Okay, that's Which fine. Was, I don't mind Christian public relations. So okay. during the school year, I did a public relations firm that I worked an hour before and an hour after school, so 10 hours a week. And I was doing like clerical duties. I was basically an assistant. Wow, so that's incredible. I can, I can use Excel now. That was like a, that was so yeah. scary. Yeah. I mean, they don't teach you anything that's school. We have sheets. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing I've heard, like getting into like the adult world, is like the difference in programs we use. Like the school, they give you the beta version, the school version. Mm -hmm. It's so much more simplified than like I thought I could just sit down and use Microsoft Word. You can't. <laughs> There's a learning curve to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then also, this is kind of so explanatory, you're just working so hard on your SATs, like, yeah. I would speak to that, I think she's doing an amazing job, like, you dedicated so much time to that, and then you also have, like, a job outside of school mm -hmm. you did when you were working for American Threads, that's incredible, you're just... For back of lack of a better word, you're slaying so hard. Yeah, you're my so hard. resume is two pages now, which I'm really proud of. Yeah, I'm making a LinkedIn. I'm trying to link with the representatives. I'm like, how cool is that? But like, but not everybody like has link that. with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, and I have PR firm people who worked in policy too, so I have all of this like actual mm -hmm. political experience. Right now, I'm doing policy research with the like with the district. That's and so it's cool. really cool. Like I'm doing real things that actually make like a difference, which is, and it kind of just happened because of this. Like that's where I say, yeah. this is my hot takes. I don't regret failing a year of high school. I honestly think I'm better for it. Yeah, but you had to like. Yeah. Definitely. It was awful while it was happening. It was pretty bad. Yeah, and then there's that shift from like sophomore year where like okay now it's time like yeah. I failed that freshman year I didn't do as good as I wanted to so I really have to go into overdrive now or like. Now I'm just really focused on doing well because it, it just matters to you, definitely. Yeah. And like, we're all just trying to do as good as we can to get on college applications. I know like our friends are overachievers. Yeah. We, we know some people that are overachievers. And like, at least for me, I feel like I can't, I can't take a break and I can't like lose my motivation. I'll just like, I'll stop trying. And so it's, yeah. it's like, you have to push yourself every day. But then there's also like these people, my friends are working so much harder than me and so much longer than me. And like, that's a motivator, but it just, I'm now I'm like tired and I'm like, well, I, I can't stop because this person's not studying. So how has all of this work like affected you and your attitude towards school? I'm going to preface this, I think this is totally like a gift, but like, mm -hmm. I don't have to care about like the game anymore with college applications. Like people are fighting for their lives to keep their rank and to like maintain yeah. a certain GPA. Yeah. I will never have a high GPA. Like that's not no. going to happen. You can't when you like barely pass one fourth of what's going into, not even a fourth because you submit your GPA to college before your senior year. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's not an option for me which really changed a lot of like how I pick classes and like the kind of classes I'm deciding to take. I yeah. know a lot of people who have like been really strategic in classes they're taking to make sure they get the 5.0, like 6.0, like the college credit like in their GPA, but mm -hmm. aren't doing the like, they aren't risking a bad grade. Right, like right. Like AP courses, for example, because yeah. they know that they can take um, a dual enrollment one and end up with a higher grade and get the yeah. same credit, even yeah. though it honestly isn't the same thing. Right. So it's kind of freed me from that where like there are programs that I think a lot of people don't utilize because they're just so terrified. Yeah. But like I don't care. I get to go to school for the sake of learning instead of like for the sake of getting a grade. So I've done like IB, which is a class that notoriously a lot of them are like a little little difficult to get good yeah. grades in. Colleges love that, but some people are just like hindered by the fact that they're like, I I might lose my rank. I might go down a couple yeah. numbers. Yeah. And we like assign our value to like the numbers and rank and I've had to like look past that. Like and you've done such a good job of it. Yes. I, I can attest to that. And I can also attest to like, 
what you're saying about how you hold yourself back from taking the harder classes because mm -hmm. you're scared of the number. Like yes. I find myself doing that all the time. Okay. And with like the grade thing, like I feel like I don't get down as much about the numbers I'm getting anymore. It's, oh, I got this grade in a test. Why did I? Not like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got like a. Because I've seen some pretty awful grades in my mm -hmm. time, so like nothing can faze me. People be like, oh my god, I'm on the test. Everyone got 70s. I'm like, 70, hallelujah. I got a six over COVID on the geometry exam. This is not something I'm proud of, but like I've seen such bad grades that like now when I get a bad grade, it's not like, oh my God, this is gonna like be so bad. Like it's the end of the world. It's like, why did why am I not getting this? Like what can I do right. to get this? Right, and then shifting back to your mentality before, like where you are now and like having kind of like a good mentality towards the grades you're making, even if they're not like a hundred. When you were in the mentality of like, I have to pass, I have to have pass, I have to pass. Like what, what, how did that like make you feel burnt out at the age of 17? Like that is a really young age to start being like, I have to push myself so hard. So like, what to you did it mean to like be pushing yourself so hard at that age? And like, what does burnout mean to you? I think it's kind of like the fear of failure. Like we pushed mm -hmm. the honorable and the numbers, like we were talking about with the letters so hard that when I realized that I wasn't going to be making what I wanted to make, I kind of shut down like the first it started with one bad grade, like, you know, it was yeah. one class, it was actually a really stupid class, and it was actually a really stupid reason the first class that I started, like, getting C's in. It was, there was an exam we were supposed to take, and there was a practice exam that we were supposed to take for homework, and I totally blanked and forgot to do my homework, so we sat down in class to take the exam, and I took what I thought was the exam, and it was actually the practice exam, yeah. and then didn't realize it until the end of the nine weeks when I then had a zero for 40% of my grade. Wow. So there was no possibility of me getting above 60. The teacher wouldn't let me retake it. It was like a really honest mistake, but like after that, I shut down. It was like, I just got a 60 in class. Like mm -hmm. I never, I was a straight A student. I got a 60 in class. Like, it was unheard of. Yeah. And after that, I was like, man, I can't, I don't want to be this. So it was like all or nothing. So I shut down completely and just started doing like other things. Like it, it's crazy how it like starts with like like a pebble and then it's like the whole avalanche. <laughs> that is so good because I mean my experience has been more of like the I have not yet gotten to that part mm -hmm. where I'm like oh you know like maybe it's not 100 that's okay like for me it's still like I'm kind of in that bad headspace where I'm like no it has to be in it like it has to be in it yeah. cannot accept anything else and like how is that how am I going to handle that when I'm in college and the possibility of a B is so much more likely and I, I'm like Right now, I'm like, oh, I'll be okay with it. And I'm like, well, if I'm not okay with it now, how the heck am I going to be okay with it then? Like, I have to definitely start shifting my mentality. Like, I think that's so important. So what do you think is, like, your advice on how you've kind of gotten this switch, like, the shift? I think it's also, like, really about enjoying what you're learning. Like, what I've said is like, the biggest switch has been, like, enjoying the process of learning instead yeah. of focusing on the grade. But in order to do that, you have to be interested in what you're looking at. So that definitely gets easier as you go on in high school as you can like pick more of your classes and take more of them and also I think with the IB program your ability to like really focus in on something will have entire units where they give you yeah. all of these topics and then for your exams you'll pick one and you'll study and oh, research cool. and you'll yeah. write these really long extended essay reports on them and it really allows you to like like what you're learning like I'll study because I'm genuinely interested in the topic I'm learning as opposed to a class where you expect to learn a little bit of everything, you learn like really in depth about the topics that you care about. And I think that changes a lot. Like if you don't enjoy learning, then you're doing it like for the A's. You're being rewarded. You're like mm -hmm. in water and one of those like circuses with a ball in your nose where you're like, give, give me treats please. Like yeah. that's it's your reward. So I'm making learning like the reward. 
whiteboard instead of like the, the grain. That's so good. That's so good. And I also want to talk about, this is like kind of related. You're in such a good place with what you're learning right now, in a good place with like the grades you're making and being proud of them. And then how are you like, I think when I think about you, I think of like such a good like work, I guess school, school slash work, and then social life balance. So like to you, what makes a good balance? Like how much time are you spending with school compared to your friends, compared to your work? So what I've really been doing, I don't know if I would suggest this to someone else, but it's worked so well for me, is like school is eight hours that you're not gonna have, it's school. I mean, you could socialize, but like it's your school time and then any time other than that, you're either, for me at least, working or out socializing. So I try and utilize literally every second of the school day that I can. Yeah, I noticed that. Because you're not gonna, like get that time back socially really like you can kind of but it's not worth it so i'm if i have a class or i'm done with my work i'm asking to go to the library and working on my next project if i'm done with my work i'm working ahead i'm not like like during the school day i power down my phone at the beginning of the day and i will not answer texts i will not like i'll turn things off on my computer i'm and if i have nothing else to do i'm emailing people like it's I refuse to not be working while I'm at school, and that like allows me to have all this freedom. Where people are like, "Oh, but like, how has an IB overwhelmed you? Like, with your course load, like that's and your grades, like that doesn't seem feasible." And really, it's like when I go to school, I'm going there to learn. I'm not going there to make friends politely. Yeah. Love, and last seat, and I eat with you at lunch. You know. Yeah. Like, but still, like if I have something to do, I'll stay in the classroom as mad as people may get, and they'll be like, "Oh, no, you should come out and visit. You should come back to lunch." Like, if I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, exactly. If I'm in the zone, why waste that precious time where I'm like in it and I'm gonna get more work done and then do it at home where I'm like not in my zone and it's gonna take me three times as long. That that is really good advice. I know you're like maybe you're cutting it's not it for like everybody. That. That's yeah. that's genius. Even like the mm-hmm. shutting down the phone. For me, if I'm like if I have extra time in class, I'm like, I have time for TikTok. Yeah, I, have, I have time to check. If you're really in the zone in the class, I'll stay longer. I will get a pass written, I'll be like, oh, I don't have that much to do in the next class. I can come 15 minutes late or staying after school if I'm like, like I feel like I need the fluorescent lighting to work. Yes. You need <laughs> that school, that school lighting. Yeah. Yes. And it's great because then you're really separating school from home. Exactly. Like, like, I think that's also going to help people experiencing burnout because I think the where the burnout really starts for me is like, I've already done an eight-hour school day. Like, just mm-hmm. when we were talking about, I've already done that. Now I'm going home and I'm doing more work. Like, that just, it kind of, like, your school life is flooding into your home life. And that, that for me, is like where the burnout is just, like, yeah. at its peak. It's, like, I'm home. I'm associating my bed with, like, you know, like, chilling and, like, hanging off my family or maybe, like, watching a movie. It's not, it's not, I'm not on school mode. So, like, that's where, for me, like, the burnout is just, it's so bad because I'm at home and I'm like, I cannot be motivated to work. So I think that's great advice. That's how I like separate though, my like school and social life. I have not done a single piece of homework in my room probably ever. Yeah. yeah. Minus like, and I think that's part of the reason online school is so hard for me. But like, if I have something to do, I will find any other place. I'll drive downtown to the library to do it before doing things in my room. My room is my space and that is not, I keep school out of it. Yeah. (laughs) That's not where it goes. I think that's great. Or like, even if you can't, make that separation like maybe just getting out of your bedroom exactly. or like getting into yeah doing it outside doing it at the library mm-hmm. just doing it somewhere that's not your house like you don't I get that some people are just like I need a break from school right now because everybody's at some point mm-hmm. gonna be like I, okay I've been working a long time again just maybe I do need like the extra lunch break and just like yeah. but there's still other ways that you can separate your school and life. I got the best advice recently from someone it was actually about more like athletics but it said 
your mind gives out long before your body does. When you feel like you're tired, so that's so true. You yeah. got a paragraph left. <laughs> like, like if I'm being honest, like by the time you're thinking I can't physically write anymore, you better finish your thought. Like you gotta, like you are making more work for yourself by giving up than if you go until your fingers cannot move anymore. <laughs> like right, or it's that mentality. It's like oh, you just have to start. And mm-hmm. some people, it's the most work they'll ever put yeah. in. The most men, like the most straining part of it is the time that it takes to get yourself to exactly. do it. Like I was literally today, I was like, I really need to study for the ACT. And it's like, I haven't even started. Yeah. And so it's still in my head. I'm like, all you have to do is start. So as soon as you like actually start and get going, then it's, it's. And I have like weird methods I use for that that are probably a little unconventional, but like, are there other study methods that are more mainstream where it's like, tell yourself you're gonna do one. You say, okay, I'm doing three ACT problems. And then by the time you've done three, you're there, you're with the pencil, you're at your desk, yeah. you're a little comfortable. You'll do 10. Yeah, yeah, and it's still that's so true. Than Even if you do, and if you stop at three, three is still better than zero. Like that's the yeah. bottom line. Yeah, and at least you're getting like you're looking at it mm-hmm. instead of just like, oh, I'll do it later. That's where I am with like essays, and I think why they're so easy for me. I set a timer for five minutes, like every mm-hmm. single time to start. I never, I never stop at the five minutes. It's never happened once. Right. By the time I've done the worst five minutes, which is like putting the first, like the first words in the paper, is like absolutely excruciating. Yeah. By the time I've done that, I'm like in the zone. I'm in like stream of consciousness. I'm just writing. Yeah, and I think all of this, like all of our the things we've learned about like overcoming burnout or like tips that we can use to start overcoming burnout if you're me um we can apply that to like college because i know oh, yeah. that the college application process just kind of hits you at your hardest like you're starting to this is the part where you're putting everything you've ever done four years of college on paper and then obviously if there's additional essays you're like putting your resume and you have to look over and you're like wow like either i think either you're like wow i didn't do enough and you're like, well, what if I'm not going to get in and I should have been doing so much more every single day? Or, like, you're in a better place now and you're like, well, like, at least I think the quality of the things I'm doing is really good. I think that, like, it's just you have to know you can't change the past. Like, yeah. you, there are things that you can improve and there are things that you can't. And why, like, bog yourself down with things that, like, already happened? For example, I refuse to check my GPA. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a ballpark of what it is and I will know eventually. Like, I'll have to submit it. But... Nothing like looking at the number isn't making my grades right now any better. Right. Like right now, all I can do for my GPA is try as hard as I can can in like school. And like the mental toll I think it would take on me just to like look at the number and see like what I'm working with. I think would yeah. I'd be like, oh, it's too hard. Like, oh, I'm not gonna get it where I want it to be. So yeah, why, why do that? Or there's like people. Let's say they're ranked exactly. and they're like looking at the number like. Oh, well, this is, and it is a good, it's yeah, a good it's GPA, great. and they're like, what if it drops, what if it drops, yeah. what if it drops, like, that's not good enough, I have to do higher, like, it has to be better, and it's kind of, like, very straining in the way that, like, you're, even though you're doing a good job, it's, like, a reminder that you can't stop mm-hmm. trying, or you might drop out, that's a different kind of, like, toll on your mental health. There's a whole, like, field of psychology that talks about that, too, which is about, like, motivation and reward, and basically, there are these principles that say, there are intrinsic rewards and extrinsic rewards. Mm-hmm. Extrinsic, extrinsic rewards are like external rewards, like if you gave someone like a piece of candy or something. Yeah. And intrinsic rewards is your own motivation, like when you start and you know, okay, you want to get into work that. Yeah. And yeah. basically what the idea that they found is that once you get, even if you had intrinsic motivation, mm-hmm. once you give one, like an extrinsic motivator, you're no longer capable of truly having intrinsic motivation. So basically what I think like that applies to grades, 
is that once you give the like number and the like, if you're working for something that's external, you're never going to really care about the internal reward. Like I'm working hard because I really, I like pushing myself. I like the challenge of it. It's like all internal, but once like, and I think that not having the external motivator, like I'm number, I want to be number one. Like I'm mm-hmm. doing this to be first ranked, mm-hmm. like helps me. Like I'm getting the same grades now and like doing the same classes as people who are really highly ranked. Yeah. Like with the valedictorians, the Louis but because I don't have the like external reward, like I'm doing this for me. I'm doing it to prove that I can. And what I like about that approach and what I think is so much more healthy is like, I don't know if you've seen this and I've seen it on TikTok. So I don't like, it, yeah. this is definitely not a possibility. There's like valedictorian speeches where they're like, I have worked so hard to be a valedictorian and I kind of regret how much time I put into school yeah. and how much I never, like they're like, if I could go back and do one thing different, it would be like prioritizing my, my mental health, prioritizing self-care and like hanging out with my friends and that's what I love about what you're saying is like you don't want to be in that kid's shoes because he's telling me like I am number one and I wish I hadn't pushed myself that hard and like only cared about the grade because again like it's not going to help the quality of your learning and it's you're not going to like love learning if you're only pushing the only reason you're pushing yourself is to be number one and there's like a fine line to walk between like like there's a healthy amount of motivation you can get from being better than other people yeah if you're being honest but like there's also like like you need to find that balance for yourself or else it's never gonna work and it's different for everyone like some people if you're more competitive and that motivates you like go for it do you do you if it's working for you it's working for you like also, you don't want to graduate high school thinking, like, I had so much fun, but these friends are going to be gone for four years, and we might never speak again, and, you know, I didn't set myself up for my future. Like, I feel like we need to view high school more as, like, a time to explore all your areas of interest yeah. and try a little of everything, so then you know what you want going into high, like, going into college. Exactly, because colleges want to see, and, like, on applications, so they're, like, they tell you, oh, we want to see yourself in here. Like, we don't yeah. care about how many AP classes you've taken. It's so much more about what you're talking about. And, yeah. like, when you go into college, you're not going to expect you to have a college level English skills because that's exactly yeah. what they're teaching you. Mm-hmm. So you're going in there to like explore exactly what you said. That's and the more we make these like synthetic college level courses that aren't actually college level, like we're kind of watering down what they actually are. None of the AP classes you're taking are college level. Like, they are. Oh, you're right. Because you're if right. they were college level, then what are you going to do when you get there? Like you still the take same four things? years. Yeah. Even people say, oh, but you transfer the credit and you graduate early. Almost no schools will, ex- will accept AP credit that isn't a five. And I want to say it's about 12% you can get a five. Yeah. Depending on the exam, it varies. But, you know, like it's not actually college credit anymore. It used to be, and it is harder than it used to be, but then college gets more advanced. So if you're not actually learning college level writing skills, you're going to get there and they're going to say, forget everything you know. You used MLA, we use APA, we use yeah. like Chicago. Like, it's just a little game. Yeah, and so like we're just going to take everything we learned today. We're just gonna like remember that yeah. burnout happens as long as we have like mm-hmm. the resources to overcome it. Maybe like focusing on a, a healthier way to view your grades and like view what you're doing. And like the biggest thing, really invest in what you're doing and like it instead of like trying to commit to all these things and be perfect. Like less things, but with better quality. Of things. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for no talking problem. to me today, Alex. That was so fun. Yeah. Um, We love you. And that's everything that we're going to talk about today. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Life as Girls. And thank you again to our guest, Alex, for joining us today. We'll see you next time on Life as Girls. Together, we'll navigate girlhood one episode at a time. If you enjoyed this episode of Life as Girls, be sure to write a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
And a big thank you to our sponsor, the Girl Scouts of Central Texas. You can learn more about them at www.gsctx.org. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like for us to talk about, email us at communications at gsctx.org. See you next time.